Welcome to Radar. This program can be heard at thevinyldistrict.com or anywhere fine podcasts are found. Here is your host, Evan Toth. Rock and roll didn't waste any time growing up, even in the earliest years of its inception. Like a delicious batch of chili, it hardly welcomed extra ingredients and spices. In fact, it was those accoutrements which allowed the revolutionary musical style to splinter and create so many successful subgenres. Carlos Santana did more than anyone else in those early days to initiate and imbue strong Afro-Latin influences into a traditional rock and roll framework. But he continued and continues to grow, finding new musical landscapes to explore with the legendarily talented friends that he's made along the way. Santana's reputation, of course, precedes him. Leader of the Santana Rock outfit, Carlos has sold over 100 million records and played in front of 100 million people. Of course, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and has 10 Grammy and 3 Latin Grammy wins to his name. Santana has recently released a new album titled Blessings and Miracles, where he revisits the formula that brought him so much success with 1999's Supernatural album. Blessings and Miracles finds a new duet with his partner Rob Thomas, but also boasts heavyweight mutual collaborations with Steve Winwood, Chris Stapleton, and many others. In addition to his new album, Santana is also currently headlining a multi-year residency at House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So I'm very pleased and honored to welcome Carlos Santana to the program. It was a thrill to discuss his career, but what you'll find most interesting is the mystical way he looks at his life and experiences through a lens of gratitude, joyfulness, and curiosity. So, grab my hand and let's climb up this hill together to meet the wise man sitting at the top. Like any guru worth his salt, Santana looks at the complicated edges of existence and filters them to make everyday consciousness seem simple. See if you can see what he's seeing. Hello, Mr. Santana. How are you? Oh, I'm grateful and happy. How are you? I'm good. That's a good answer. I'm going to use that uh, in the future. Grateful and happy. Yeah, yeah, those, those, uh, the elements to having a delicious life. It is, and uh, it's interesting because the album is called uh, Blessings and Miracles, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the blessings and miracles that have uh, gotten you to this brand new album? Yes, yeah, synchronicity. Um, um, there, there is no such thing as coincidence. Uh, people can call it that, but it's really guys way of remaining anonymous. Uh, someone orchestrates for you and for me uh, all the time. I used to say conspire, but that's not a good word. But they orchestrate for you uh, people, artists. You know, ever since I first started playing music, I always been uh, center stage, with, whether it's with Jerry Garcia or you know, Michael Bloomfield or Peter Green or Eric Clapton, I always been invited to to share center stage with them. Right. So someone's trying for me to meet these people and create music that elevates people's hearts into a place with, where they are able to claim their own divinity, their own totality. 
Well, listen, I thank you for taking some time to meet with me today. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And I, I wanted to show, you know, you see my records back here. I just, I like to, yeah. show folks, I like to show folks where they live in my, in my record collection. <laughs> So oh, yeah. some of these with you. we've got uh, the original copy here and we've got your mobile fidelity reissue, which sounds great. You're over here. Uh-huh. Uh, Beautiful. We've got you over here. I loved you. And I love you in a white, uh, all white. It's a, it's a very cool look always. Yeah. Thank you. I learned so much from John McLaughlin. Great teacher. Great record for sure. Marathon. We just finished the Olympics, but here's the marathon. Here's the real marathon. Oh yeah. No, we've got Santana. This is really stereo. This is really how you listen to this in stereo. You listen to them at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. This is your 26th album. Uh, what's left in approaching how you approach uh, a new record with a fresh pair of eyes and ears? How do you sort of uh, come into these things now? With confidence, with clarity, with certainty, with assurance that I can hug the unknown and hang around unpredictability and stay young. And I just showed you all my vinyl. And, uh, you know, how do you feel about vinyl? Uh, I mean, that was, uh, uh, are you nostalgic for records? Or you just, just kind of embrace and love the digital easiness of today? Or, you know, what are your feelings about musical formats? Do you have any favorites or uh, any nostalgia for, uh, for the early days? I love all the forms. You know, I remember when I first heard the first eight track and then cassettes and, you know, CDs and DVDs. Uh, record is, it has a different dimension of frequency sound. Also, you get to see clearly in the album, the credits and the musicians and stuff like that. So I miss that part of it, but I'm not attached uh, emotionally. I don't invest emotionally on something that holds me back into like, you know, when people, sometimes when people ask me, well, what's your sign? I go, what do you mean? You know, what's your sign? Astrology. I go, Oh, all of them and none of them. Right. And so that's how I feel about, you know, the records and the DVDs. I, I, I utilize it uh, to suit me and give me joy and pleasure, but I'm not attached to it. Right. It's all about the music. Yeah. When you released Supernatural in uh, 1999, it was heralded as a comeback of sorts for you. And uh, while the album was a smash hit, your duet with Rob Thomas on Smooth was a super duper smash hit. And now on the new album, you join him again for a tune called Move. And tell me about uh, working with him again after 22 years after your, uh, your first comeback. Sharing with Rob Thomas is a real delight. He's a, he's a wonderful gentleman, great person, great supreme artist. And we have fun, you know, uh, we found that both of us have this chemistry to create uh, music that females really love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And of course, it's, and I put it together. I want you to know I put together smooth move. Get it? Smooth move. Yeah, got it. I don't know if I'm the first journalist you've spoken to that's put that together, but I want you to know you're dealing with someone pretty sharp here, Mr. Santana. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> it's good. Uh, as you know, the world, uh, we lost uh, Gary Brooker, the vo the vocalist of Procol Harum, and you you cover White, Whiter Shade of Pale with another one of my favorites, Steve Winwood. And curiously, the original tune didn't have any guitar originally, but talk to me about that uh, special song. It's a really uh, a mystical tune that I've always loved, and uh, it certainly seems to match up with, uh, with your catalog, too. It seemed like it was uh, time to approach that tune. 
When we started, Santana opened up for Procolhero many times, and I, I deeply admire and appreciated Robin Trower, who, who, who started with Procolhero. So I was surprised that it wasn't no guitar in it. Uh, but I, when I approached my brother, Stevie Winwood, I said, listen, I hear you singing uh, White Shade of Pale, but I want to do it more African, a little bit more Cuban and Puerto Rican, like a Wajita, very sexy. And of course, I'm going to play guitar on it, you know. Right. Uh, and so he, uh, it took him like about five, ten seconds. And all of a sudden, he looked at me right in the eye. He goes, I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. I, I know I, I know where you're going with this. I hear it. Thank you. And so we did it. And Narda Michael Walden helped us out. You know, it's, it's, it's a song that it was very important because that's when I left my mother. You know, I left my, my sisters and brothers because I wanted to be like B.B. King. I wanted to get my own stories. I was washing dishes at that time. So I was basically a weekend, weekend musician. And it was time for me to become a full-time musician. So the reason I'm telling this story is because when I left, this is the song, Why the Shade of Pale, that was on the radio a lot. And my poor mother missing me and being worried where I was. <laughs> this is the song that she played a lot. So it has a special meaning for me. That's cool. It's interesting how that tune was a part of your, uh, you know, uh, your psyche prior to you really becoming a full-fledged, full-time musician. And now here you are all these years later revisiting. It's pretty interesting. Yes. Um, to be accurate is Proko Harum, The Doors, and Traffic were really important to me because they they had a sound and they are the sound. They will always have the sound of staying perpetually in junior high school or something. Right, right. And they're always popular in junior high school. I mean, the doors is still the kids love. Uh, I work in I work in school, so the kids love uh, the doors today. You know, it's there's something about it uh, reaching that certain adolescent um, age where you're thinking about a lot of different things, and and the doors, and you know, they're they're really a perennial for sure. They're mighty. You know, I I, I can't stop playing the doors. For the last two weeks, I've been playing um, when the music's over live. There's one. You can find it live at Cobble Hall in Detroit. Oh, my God. It's scary how good it is. Wow. I have to check that out for sure. I know there have been a lot of Doors live releases lately, and I haven't gotten to them all, but I'll check that one out for sure. And back to Stevie Winwood. What a great musician. It, it, it's so cool to think that you guys have this relationship and you've known each other for so many years. But what a great guitarist, too. He's He's underrated as a guitarist. Am I right? Oh, I love him. You know, since the beginning, I love his guitar playing. I love what he played with Jimi Hendrix on Voodoo Child. Uh, Stevie Winwood is is uh, men for all seasons. Uh, he can do it all, you know. And, and what I love about him, I love him, is is uh, is love that he has for God. You know, uh, he has an incredible love for God. So does Eric Clapton. So does Larry Larry Graham. I, I love people who have. We all love God, but some people love God and they they hug him just a little closer, and you can tell. When you hug, when you hug, God a little close, a closer, you become more resplendent, right, and adorable. I love being adorable. Don't you love being adorable? I, I try. I try. <laughs> when I can pull it off, I'm. I'm very. I love it. Yes. Just be you, you. You be adorable. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. Well, talk to me a little bit more about some of the other guests. Um, 
uh, on this record, obviously, as you're you're mentioning, you know, this is about vibe and giving off a vibe. And clearly, you've been able to always attract other people to work with you. You you always have a really interesting uh, group of characters um, making music with you. And uh, what was uh, new or interesting about putting that together on on this record? My son Salvador and my daughter Stella and my wife Cindy playing drums. Uh, also being with Kirk Hammett and, and Marcus Segueda, you know, there's, there's so many artists, uh, uh, Ali Brooke and, and so many new artists, especially the last song that Chick Corea wrote, I believe he sent it to us and that's the song that we played, you know? So, uh, this album has a lot of avenues like the Chancellor say in Paris is connected to a lot of people and a lot of emotions, a lot of principles and ideals. And I'm just grateful because I get to be center stage and all these incredible spirits surround me and want to share their light with me. You know, you're an artist also that truly does embrace many different genres and is able to successfully fuse them together in your own recordings. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do. And unfortunately, our, you know, pop culture music machine doesn't really... Um, you know, champion that kind of thing. But um, how do you pull that off? How have you pulled that off successfully uh, after all these years? I discovered a long time ago, uh, because hanging around the Grateful Dead and uh, taking some uh, consciousness revolution, expanding your mind perceptions, I learned that I, I learned back then that, that I am a multidimensional Mexican. I am a multidimensional spirit and being multidimensional, multidimensional requires for you to be open to everything. Right. Well, I'm not a one trick pony. And so since I'm, I accepted my multidimensionality, I am able to go from A to Z with music, you know, and, 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 and not be stuck on only, you know, it's, it's like saying, I don't do windows. Right. The whole world is a freaking window. What are you talking about? You know? Right. No, it's true. You have to be open to it, but people put up their own roadblocks. Well, uh, as Dr. Field would say, how is that working for you? You ever wake up in the morning and just say, oh, wow, look at all these things that have happened to me and that are continuing to happen. And are you just amazed at the experiences you've had during your life? You know, you're, you seem so beautifully spiritual and in touch with, um, you know, the, 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 the greater picture, but, uh, wow. Do you ever just sit back and, and, and think about it? Or is it too much to almost think about your, your, your journey here? No, thank you for mentioning that. You know, it, it, I am very, very aware that my phone rings uh, since the beginning, and it, it could be Miles Davis or Jacques Pastores or Stevie Ray or Wayne Shorter or Herbie Hancock or Pharaoh Sanders or Eric Clapton. You know, a lot of people call me, uh, and they call me because we uh, we share with one another. Uh, we say, "Well, what are you what are you into today?" And I go, uh, "Learning and having fun." Right. And they go, "Oh, okay." You know, and, and so I, I, I keep that happening and um, I'm able to make traction. My favorite word, spiritual traction. Maybe that's the name of the next album, Spiritual Traction. Yay! Right. Good, good, you. you know, musically speaking, too, you've seen the music industry change so much since you began. And, um, and what are some things that you're surprised about that are still similar in the industry? And what are some things that you, maybe you're surprised 
haven't haven't changed. You know, what are some similarities and differences that you didn't expect? My son Salvador asked me a question sort of like that a long time ago. He said, Dad, when you were my age, which is like 20, he says, what did you have back then that we don't have now? And what do we have now that you didn't have back then? Right. I says, well, yeah, you have computers that you can change, change the key of the song. I mean, you can change the tempo of the song, but, but, but you can keep the same key. You know, in the old days, if, if you slow it down, it changed the key. If you speed it up, it changed the key. But now you can keep the same key. He goes, oh, you know, you have certain things. You have an advantage because of computers. And he goes, well, what did you have back then that we don't have now? I go, imagination. Mm. I, don't let, I don't let the computer tell me. No, I don't let astrology tell me what kind of day I'm going to have. I use my imagination to go beyond the limitations of uh, the mind. Because right. the mind is very limited. The heart is not, but the mind is very limited. Do you remove things? I mean, are you a cell phone guy? Are you a screen person? Or are, or do you kind of like say, hold on, you know, I mean, do you see the convenience of it? But also, um, you know, how much does it permeate your life personally? Just curious. I use tools and skills to communicate. Uh, in the beginning, when I was, you know, when I was an Apache, I, I used to, I used to, uh, uh, communicate with blankets and smoke or, or mirrors, you know. Uh, but now, and my name was Geronimo, you know. Uh, uh, when I first started, that's what people used to call me, El Apache, you know. And so my dad was going to call me Geronimo. And my mom says, no, I don't think so. Uh, it was the first time my mom said no to my dad about something. So anyway, <laughs> but I, I learned to communicate now with the, you know, with the Facebook or, you know, social media, I learned to turn people on to something that is imperative that men, men at least look at it. Right. Most men are going to hit a brick wall with a heart attack, you know, because of the diet that you keep, the diet that you have since you were a child. And it comes, it comes down to keep living DNA, ancestral behavior, you know, real men eat meat, you know? And, and so I'm learning because of what happened that you don't have to substitute delicious and flavor and, and stuff that is good for your heart. And so you don't have a heart attack or colon cancer, but you have to be committed to the three, three or four D's, devotion, dedication, discipline, diligence you know, about what you put in your mouth, because you can actually reverse the plaque in your arteries. Plaque is not good for you, especially the one that they call the widow maker, right. you know? So not only with music, but I also like to share with people information about how can I be 74, almost 75, and I can still feel Jerry Garcia and Michael Bloomfield and now Peter Green, and a lot of musicians, cheering for me right you know as i as i dive into new avenues or new this and that i, I have john mclaughlin and eric clapton people who are cheering for me like i cheer for them and so the, this gives you confidence and and that's what i want to be able to present to people give people hope courage and confidence about how to live your life in such a way that is delicious 
It's beautiful. Uh, Carlos, I'm a musician too, and, and I don't want to get too guitar geeky here for the audience, but I hope that people recognize how special and beautiful your guitar tone is. You've achieved something that every musician hopes to. People just don't mistake it when you're playing the guitar. It's obvious. What's going on on the way you approach playing and amplification today? Are you uh, currently doing anything new to harness your tone or anything different? Oh, well, thank you for asking that. The main thing for me is that I have become a full-time Dumbo amplifier musician. Okay. You know, I, I played since 1970 to uh, two, three years ago, uh, boogies, but it was time to put them aside now. It's a different tone that I don't gravitate to anymore. I mainly play Dumbles, and uh, I found out that it's easier for me to articulate a very spiritual and sensual uh, language by my good friend Dumbo just passed and, and he created something that is very, very, if being a musician, once you plug into this amplifier with no pedals, no nothing, just, just into the amplifier, you know, you discover a whole new uh, frequency of splendiferous. Right. I miss him very, very much, you know, uh, he he made out amplifiers for Eric Clapton. Uh, he he re, re, rewired them, uh, Fender amplifiers, and then he re put his thing on it. Uh, so I'm basically playing Paul Reed guitars and Dumbo amplifiers. Well, it's a great tone on the on the new album. You, it's it's like I said, it's completely obvious it's you, and that's that's the best thing any musician can do, right? Yes, thank you. If you ever want to listen to like a real real incredible tone on the guitar of course it's peter green supernatural but also check out nobus i did an album with placido domingo and shaman and the song nobus the way my guitar complements placido domingo and vice versa that's my favorite guitar tone of carlos santana okay that one is samapati uh they're, they're my favorite tones all right i'll have to check that one out uh, absolutely um I'm a big Richie Valens fan, and even though he had a, a place yeah. in the, uh, the pantheon of rock and roll architects, I still feel he's uh, underappreciated and undervalued, really, especially considering his extremely young age when he left us. And I always wonder what he would have done if there had been just five more years to his life. But can you talk just a little bit about Richie Valens? Absolutely. My joy. Richie Valens is the first uh, person, along with Jose Feliciano and Santana, that, that combined it... Uh, what they call now Latino rock or whatever. Uh, but Richie Valens uh, also gave birth to, to a certain extent, kind of like heavy metal music, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, his tone on the guitar was different. The way, the way he did La Bamba was very different, you know? Uh, but I, what I love about him is that he, he loved the blues, just like Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck and all of the, all my, British blues brothers, uh, you know, he loved the blues. His name was Little Richie Valens because he wanted to be like Little Richard as well. You know, uh, everybody comes from Little Richard, including Bob Dylan and, and Jimi Hendrix. One time or another, we learn from Little Richard, Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley. Those are the those are the kings of rock and roll. Well, what's uh, you've got a brand new album here, but what's next? I know you're always thinking about the future and thinking ahead and thinking inward and outward and. And what's next? Where are we going from here? We're going to do an album with John McLaughlin, my wife Cindy and I. 
Uh, last time we did was uh, Love, Devotion, and Surrender. We want to create an album with John McLaughlin, uh, eight-track cassette, CD, whatever. Uh, I want to call it God Self, God-Self. Uh, and a lot of the material is by John Coltrane, Alice Coltrane. And the visual, the, if you can visualize this, this is what I want it to sound like. I want it to sound like extraterrestrial UFOs landing on a movie, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, uh, like a Western kind of thing, you know. And I hear Derek Trucks in there too, you know. Uh, but definitely wanna, I want to create some uh, mystery. I keep talking about the unknown and unpredictability. It's fun just l taking a deep breath and, and stand back and watch John McLaughlin come in uh, and rearrange things. You know, he he he, uh, he has a beautiful song that he's a song that he submitted. It's called Guitar Love, and it's so, it'll it'll steal your heart. Mm. So Cindy and I, you know, we're 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 already focusing on the next album, Got Self. And we're going to have fun with John McLaughlin. Oh, cool. What are some just words of wisdom to folks out there that love music or musicians or, you know, here we are in this crazy 21st century. And um, what are some, uh, you know, what are some thoughts you have about just the role of music and, and what it's going to do for us or, 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 you know, you know, what I'm, you know what I mean? Yes. Music is the universal language that will stop war. Mm. But you have to point the speakers at, at, at the oppressors, you know, because they have hearts and you, you know, anyone who has a heart will be reached and then you give them chills and then they cry and then they laugh and then they feel compassion and totality. They, they all of a sudden music has the capacity to make people feel unity, harmony and your totality. You know, uh, it's not presuming or bragging or, you know, music is the only language of love that can accelerate peace on earth, you know, because you have like in the 60s was like, you know, part of the solution or part of the problem when the power of love replaces the love for power, you know, all these things won't go away because they're true, you know, and, and so John Lennon and Bob Marley and Bob Dylan, they're all right, you know, all the songs, uh, what a wonderful world, Isu, Israel, you know, uh, over the rainbow, What's going on, Marvin Gaye? Imagine John Lennon. All these songs are a sign and design to take you outside of religion and politics because both religion and politics are now corrupt corporations. And so when you embrace spirituality, it's water. Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola is religion and politics. Stay away from that. You know, stay with spirituality because spirituality is for the highest good Paul. Thank Mr. you. Santana, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time today. And this has been a, a wonderful chat. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I wish you the best of luck with the album and um, and with everything in the future. All, all the best to you. And I hope to cross paths with you again one day. Stay precious and splendiferous. You too. Okay, man. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Radar is produced by Evan Toth in partnership with WFDU 89.1 FM and the Vinyl District. You can hear Radar on WFDU 89.1 FM or anytime online at thevinyldistrict.com. <laughs>